Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. My post of yesterday to RoyGreenShow.com, titled Another Trudeau Town Hall, Accomplishing What?, generated a great deal of comment online and by email. I read the post on air, and then we took some phone calls. Have a listen. So I uh, I wrote a blog piece uh, for my webpage. I wrote a piece on, which was published yesterday at RoyGreenShow.com, and it's getting quite a bit of reaction. I'm seeing emails about it as well, so it's getting reaction on social media, and I'm, I'm getting uh, emails as well. And the, the title of it was, or is, Another Trudeau Town Hall Accomplishing What? Now, I'm going to read it to you, and then I'd like you to ask, or at least provide your thoughts on, uh, on what I've written here. And it goes this way. As an exercise in useful dialogue, policy explanation, addressing real needs and expressed frustration and anger over a Western Canadian oil industry in Ottawa engineered distress, Thursday night's latest incarnation of a Justin Trudeau town hall chat at the University of Regina served what purpose? Sure, the Prime Minister didn't repeat his we can't shut down the oil sounds tomorrow, but we need to phase them out, muttering at a January 2017 Peterborough, Ontario town hall, but he said nothing which would fundamentally serve to encourage the energy sector as well as re-energize foreign investment interest. Mr. Trudeau listened to one man's expressed concerns over Christian-Muslim relations within Canada and replied with his usual vague speech about the values of immigration, regular and irregular. The Prime Minister should have dealt head-on with the question. He didn't. Instead, there were minutes of rambling, non-specific review of Canada's immigration history, not dissimilar to a previous Edmonton town hall when another man clearly questioned Trudeau on his opinion of and approach to Canadians who'd left this nation to join the vicious terror organization ISIS, individuals now attempting to trickle back into Canada. The question was, I need to know how you're going to protect future Canadians, like my young daughter, 10, 15 years from now, when you're letting people in with an ideology that just doesn't conform to what we're doing here. Again, this is the question from last year in Edmonton. The question had nothing to do with regular and long-standing Canadian immigration initiatives or policies. Yet another lengthy ramble from Trudeau followed, quite similar to what was heard Thursday night in Regina, including this, quote, One of the reasons Canada is successful as a country is because we've been open to people fleeing persecution, fleeing war zones, looking for a better life. Trudeau continued, when we welcomed in waves of refugees, whether it was the Ismaili refugees in the early 70s, whether it was the Vietnamese boat people in the early 80s, whether it was people fleeing the devastation of the Second World War, our country is much better for it, end quote. Trudeau was comparing ISIS terrorists returning to Canada with people escaping Nazism in World War II. This angered Senator Leo Hosaka sufficiently. He challenged Justin Trudeau on the floor of the Canadian Senate. Senator Hosakis declared he was, quote, very troubled, end quote, by Trudeau's response to the question posed at the Edmonton Town Hall, saying again, quote, quoting the senator, the prime minister responded by comparing returning ISIS fighters responsible for beheadings, burning people alive, sexual slavery, throwing men over rooftop buildings because they're gay, just to name a few of their atrocities, with immigrants historically welcomed to Canada from countries such as Greece, Italy, and Portugal. I come from a cradle of that community. My parents both immigrated 
to this country in the 1950s, and they were outraged to hear that from the Prime Minister, end quote. On the core issue facing Western Canada, Trudeau might have spoken to the matter of much-needed foreign investment in the oil sector. The Canadian Prime Minister might have taken the opportunity to assure Susan Jones, a UK-based fund manager, who in 2018, in a note, wrote to Trudeau that moving forward, quoting her, moving forward, I hope your government will start to recognize the numerous issues that are affecting Canada's energy sector and do everything in its power to support an industry which has benefited Canadian prosperity for a long period of time. It is hard for me to watch such a vibrant industry being strangled by regulation, carbon taxes, and the inability of producers to get their product to world markets, end quote. Trudeau could have reached out to Darren Pierce, an analyst and investor at Los Angeles-based Capital Research, a U.S. $1.7 trillion fund, who also sent a note to the Prime Minister last November, critical of the federal government's allowing Canada's energy competitiveness to lag. Well, at least Mr. Trudeau didn't revisit. Why are we fighting against certain veterans groups in court? Because they're asking for more than we're able to give right now, end quote. A related question would have been of interest, though. So there's the uh, blog post from the webpage post from yesterday. Another Trudeau town hall accomplishing what? From last year's uh, town hall in Edmonton, where Mr. Trudeau was asked about ISIS returnees. Here's a little bit of... uh, what the Prime Minister said that set off Senator Leo Hussakas to the point that he challenged Mr. Trudeau on the floor of the Senate. And when we uh, welcomed in uh, waves of refugees, whether it was the Ismaili refugees in the early 70s, whether it was the Vietnamese boat people uh, in the early 80s, whether it was uh, people set, fleeing the devastation of uh, the Second World War uh, from Southern Europe in the 50s and 60s, the Italian communities, the Greek communities, the, the, the Portuguese communities and others, uh, our country is so much the better for it. Yeah, but the question was about ISIS returning to Canada. Of course, Mr. Trudeau has said that ISIS returnees can substantially benefit this country. Wayne is in Calgary. How are you, Wayne? Thank you for the call, sir. What do you want to say? Hi, thanks for taking the call, and I so enjoy your show. Thank Uh, you. Just uh, that I think we all know Mr. Trudeau really says nothing. He talks a lot and says nothing, but I would take it a step further, the extension of his cabinet. I find it's true with all his ministers. I, I don't know who's coaching them, um, but the answer is there's never an answer. It's just a lot of talk with no substance. It's interesting you say that because that can probably be said of uh, many prime ministers and many cabinets. Once you have a cabinet position, you want to hang on to it because it's a cool gig and you get all sorts of perks. And so you do what the boss says. But in this instance, I've often wondered why nobody on that cabinet really challenges Justin Trudeau. And it just yeah. doesn't happen. Appreciate your call, Wayne. Thank you very much. 800-263-2428 is what you're hearing from Canada's Prime Minister in his, you know, self-directed town halls of, of value. And is it prime ministerial? Does it do anything for this country? Does it help us? Keith is in Langley, British Columbia. How are you, Keith? Uh, fine. Hi, Roy. How are you? Good, sir. And thank you for the call. 
I listen to your show all the time. Thank you very much. I do appreciate that. Yeah, I don't think that our prime minister has the intelligence to give an intelligent answer. Yeah, that's, you know what? That's just not an unfair comment either. We we talk about our perceived our perception of someone's uh, intelligence on a on a regular basis. You know, in, in conversation, uh, you see it in in media reports, in in commentaries. Um, do you do you just general? Does he just not get it? Is that your sense? Yeah, I, I don't think he. I don't think he, he's. Uh, he ever will. I don't think he should be in the position he's in, and he's an embarrassment to our country. All right. Thank you for the call. Let me just read you something else, and then I'll take more calls. This is from Laurie Goldstein's column in the Toronto Sun today, and Laurie actually uh, deals with the question Mr. Trudeau got about the construction workers. A young woman in Regina got up and asked Mr. Trudeau about the comments he made about construction workers while he was in Argentina for the G20. Uh, She said, and uh, quoting Laurie's column here, Welcome to Regina, Mr. Prime Minister. I would like to bring attention to comments you had made back in November when you had spoken about the gender and social impacts construction workers create in rural Alberta, uh, rural areas. Applause. Although not a construction worker, I myself am an oil field worker, in addition to being a full-time university student, and have spent my summers temporarily relocating to various rural areas in Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba to work on oil field-related projects. During my time, remember this is a young woman asking the question, this is what she's saying to Trudeau, during my time working in the oil fields as a young female, I've come across some of the kindest and most respectful male co-workers and have created lasting friendships, more applause, in the rural towns I have temporarily relocated to. I work very hard and have dedicated a lot of time in the oil field industry during my summers in order to keep up with increasing tuition costs, and I feel that you have painted myself, my co-workers, and friends in a negative light with your comment. My question to you, Mr. Prime Minister, is what exactly did you mean by gender impacts? when you bring construction workers into a rural area. If you could please provide a thorough explanation on your comment in addition to clarifying what exactly those social and gender impacts are. Thank you. More applause. Here's Trudeau's response, writes Laurie. Note how he's not answering the question, but blocking it and bridging away to an entirely different topic. Thank you for your question. Now, this is quoting Justin Trudeau. Thank you for your question, and thank you for your hard work. Construction workers build this country every single day. The work you do and the work your colleagues do around this country, building our roads, building our bridges, building our homes, building our factories, building our country every day, is an essential building block of the country and the future we're building. That's why we're investing historic amounts in infrastructure. That's why we know that investments in the work that construction workers do right across the country is essential for building the better future that we need. Thank you for your question. There was no answer there. There was absolutely no answer of any kind. All right, let's talk to uh, Tim. He's in Deirdre, Alberta. How are you, Tim? I'm well, thanks. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. My pleasure. I'm sure you've heard the term uh, baffle gab and gobbledygook. Oh, yeah. Those two apply to pretty much every comment he makes on everything. He's an absolute master at, uh, you know, filling his space so then he can move on to something else and saying absolutely nothing. Um, You know, 
we have a prime minister who, what was his background? What was his training? He's a, a drama teacher, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah, he uh, has a he has a year of engineering uh, at university. He's done some different things, but you know when it comes, year, you know what, Roy, a year of engineering, uh, the first year of engineering is to weed out all the misfits and the ones that can't hack it. Yeah, I I I have to say, and I'm not defending the man, but I have to say that it's not unusual for politicians to not answer questions. It's not yeah, unusual for politicians to to, to direct oh. their answers to somewhere where they want to go and and you don't want to go. It's insulting the way he does it and the way he does it all the time. Like he just, anyway, I just think that uh, actions speak louder than words and his conduct, various places, but particularly in India. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> that was a bad situation. That was that, really. That says what he really is. All right, Tim, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. If you're going to have a town hall and you're going to propose to answer the questions of Canadians, you're going to have a town hall, you're inviting people to go there and ask questions, then at least you should answer those questions, I think. Michael's in Toronto. Michael, thank you for the call. Okay. Hey, Roy. You know, I was going to say, it's not just Justin Trudeau. It's even his cabinet ministers and his MPs. Uh, My MP had uh, his New Year's levy today, and I was talking to him about different things like the carbon tax, and it was almost like he had no none of his own ideas. He started parroting uh, Catherine McKenna and quoting her. And I was saying, okay, but, you know, you didn't answer my question about the carbon tax. How is it going to work, though? You know, the provinces are angry about it. And he was like, but, you know, Catherine McKenna says that we're the first generation to experience the changes of, you know, the effects of climate change. So it's not just Trudeau, but his cabinet and his MPs as well. Thank you for the call, Michael. Much appreciated. And uh, since they have the New Year levy, happy New Year. Gina in London, on oh, London, Alberta? No, London, Ontario. Okay, it says Alberta here. I just I just relocated you, Gina. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I believe our Prime Minister doesn't have a clue as to how to be a, a leader of a, of a country. He, I, I don't accept his answers. Um, I believe he doesn't want to answer the difficult questions. Um, he And furthermore, I think he has an, a hidden agenda where... Okay, so I'm at the top of the hour, and I thank you for the call. I get it. So we, we've heard the calls as they've come in, in response to the, the column I wrote. You can find it at RoyGreenShow.com. Again, the point I'm going to make is this. If you're going to have a town hall and you propose to answer the questions of Canadians, try answering them and try dealing with the issues that matter and don't just go for the political speech. Otherwise, sell it as a political speech. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.